Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi there, you're listening to Royals. It's the only podcast that goes behind the walls of Buckingham Palace. I'm your host for today, Zoe Burrell, and I'm a writer about all things royal at New Idea magazine. And I'm Angela Mollard. I'm a journalist, author, commentator, and expert on all things royal. And today on the show, we've got lots of juicy stories for you. First up will be Kate and William's marriage milestone. That's kind of almost why... I have been waiting this long as I wanted to give her a chance to see and to back out if she needed to. And I'm, I'm also glad that I've, I've had the time to sort of to grow and understand myself more as well. So hopefully, Does that mean I've done hopefully well? good to a good time. Then we'll be talking about Prince Harry's star turn. This year, Thomas and Friends is celebrating 75 years of friendship and teamwork. Princess Charlotte's pandemic party... And Camilla's surprising exercise routine. So, and of course, the Cambridges are celebrating their ninth wedding anniversary this week. Well, today, actually. What makes them such a good team? Money and staff. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's, it's, you know, they have a blessed life, don't they? They don't have to worry like the rest of us about whether they keep their jobs, whether they've got an income stream, making dinner that evening. They have, you know, they have plenty of help. But I genuinely think that the strength of their marriage is in its longevity. I think the fact they've known each other for so long, that they were, you know, in their early 20s when they first got together and they have this sort of really close relationship born of the fact that they are two people in an incredibly unique position. Kate, of course, has been alongside uh, William through her 20s and 30s, so she understands what it means to be royal. And I think what's really interesting, Zoe, I think you'll agree that what we've seen in the recent weeks uh, because of COVID-19 is we've seen them almost in a more relaxed fashion in dealing with um the press, the public, their charities, their patronages. So instead of them being dressed up and going and shaking hands and that sort of more uh, removed and elevated insight into their lives, we've been getting this at home, on Zoom, like the rest of us, off script. I particularly loved when they were talking to some young children and uh, Kate was wearing that yellow jumper and they were they were just, uh, I love the way Kate sort of took the lead as well. She sort of said, I'm Catherine and this is William. And, and you know, because of her um, experience and an interest in young children and their education. She was sort of leading that discussion. I think we saw this, we've seen this real sense of partnership and teamwork. I mean, they obviously incredibly um, dutiful and believe in the royal family and what it stands for and their role in it. And I think they've, you know, they've really never been more purposeful and more central to uh, the royal um, not so much the royal message, but what, what being a royal actually stands for, which is to really help in, t- in times of crisis, to be rock solid, to be to feel stable, and to and to give a sense of of kind of calm through through times that are difficult. So I think that I think you know they're nine years on. They look closer than ever. They look, um, we you know, we know that they had a bit of a hiccup a, a couple of years ago when. Um, 
uh, their friends uh, up in Norfolk. You know, there was speculation that that William had become a bit close to um, to one of their friends, but that seems to have passed. And I, I think they have a, a very united family, and you know, clearly work very well as a partnership. Yeah, I agree with you. And I do have to admit, last night I did look back at a few of those wedding pics of them and I still love her dress so much. <laughs> I agree with you, that beautiful Alexander McQueen dress designed by Sarah Burton. At the time, people said, you know, it was it was very uh, traditional and it was a traditional dress, as was her hair, everything that she did. And, of course, Pippa Middleton, you'll never forget, you know, none of us can forget the uh, <laughs> uh, the. Um, global interest in her bottom as a result of her very figure-hugging dress. But I'm with you, Zoe. I love that. I love the lace on that dress. It's timeless, the shaping of the um, the arms, you know, the, the beautiful long lace arms. And it sort of felt like a wedding that came about, not, not in a hurry. I mean, they'd had all those years together. They'd split up during that time, so they'd been able to really question whether this was a relationship that they wanted going forward. And, and when you look at those pictures, it's, it's lovely to think that they appear certainly more solid than ever. Yeah, exactly. And I hope they're doing something very special to celebrate, even though they can't go out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I reckon they'll bung a few sausage rolls in the oven and crack open, you know, some very expensive bottle of champagne because there's no point being royal, is there, if you can't have um, lovely drinks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like a perfect evening to me, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, well, look, I had sausage rolls for lunch yesterday and I've forgotten how good they could be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Of course, though, moving on, we know that Prince Harry made a special recording to coincide with a show that's quite special to him, didn't he? That's right. So in um, conjunction with the fact that Thomas the Tank Engine is celebrating its 75th anniversary, he's introduced an upcoming episode of the classic series called The Royal Engine. It all began when a young boy lay ill in bed. His loving father entertained him with stories of a special railway on the magical island of Sodor. Now, both the Queen and Prince Charles appear as animated characters in this particular episode, which is uh, released later this week. And because Prince Harry was so fond of this television show when he was a little boy, he agreed to do the introduction to it. And if you remember, there was pictures of him when he was little with a little Thomas the Tank Engine backpack um, when he was starting um, kindergarten or school. And he's, you know, he, as he says, Thomas the Tank Engine has been a comforting, familiar face to so many families over the last 75 years. He said, I certainly have fond memories of growing up with Thomas and friends and being transported to new places through his adventures. What I think is interesting about about this though Zoe is of course it comes on the back of Megan voicing uh, the, the elephant documentary so it seems very much that thus although to be fair this was before Megxit obviously but interesting that they're moving more into kind of the entertainment sphere rather than that traditional royal sphere I think it'll be interesting to see what happens but in this case look I think it's just something he's very fond of if you watch or uh, listen to his um, his recording he's very proper it's almost like he's had voice instruction he's, he's <laughs> Sure that he sounds very correct and, and almost um, very senior and it's a gorgeous shot. He's sitting in an armchair with a stack of children's books beside him and he's obviously taken it really seriously, which is lovely. Oh, and I can just imagine him reading the Thomas the Tank Engine books to little Archie as well. 
I know. Exactly. And don't you think, you know, we know that lots of um, actors and actresses uh, voice animated children's programs purely so they can tell their kids that they've done it and purely so the children can get the enjoyment of hearing uh, their parent actually uh, speaking on those roles. And I think that's very much the case with Harry. You're right. He's done it because I'm sure he's part of doing it because, you know, he'll sit down and watch it with Archie and Archie will get to hear his own dad introducing it. So lovely. And I imagine that, you know, it's a favourite in there household as well yeah of course and speaking of the young royals we know princess charlotte is turning five on the weekend how do you think she's going to celebrate with this lockdown oh 100 of her closest nearest dearest (laughs) no obviously not as you know britain is uh, in in a far deeper lockdown than we are here in australia and as we know from what kate uh said in one of her video calls is that they've had didn't even tell their children that there was an Easter holiday. They just pretended that it was still school as normal. So the kids through the half-term break were still learning. Look, she's going to apparently have a Zoom conference with some of her friends and uh, and members of the royal family, including apparently her great-grandmother, the Queen. She's, they're going to dial up and, and chat to each other. Look, she's an, such an animated little girl. And what I love about uh, the – or any, any of them um, – Kate and William's children celebrating birthdays is that she always uh, produces, Kate produces fresh pictures of the children. And I thought what was beautiful about the pictures of Louis recently when he turned two was that they were so... Um, they were so joyous and relaxed. And I love the way she put Instagram versus reality. I imagine we'll see exactly the same sort of pictures when it comes to uh, uh, Princess Charlotte. They'll be taken by her mum. And I imagine they'll be you know, again, reflective of these times, very laid back, very relaxed, um, joyous. I mean, one of the pictures that they, that the couple uh, released recently was a gorgeous shot with um, Charlotte and uh, George being piggybacked by their parents. I think we'll see it more in that spirit. But interestingly, also, Zoe, we know that Archie turns one next week. It'll be interesting to see to what extent we hear from Meghan and Harry around Archie's birthday, because there's some chatter that they may even release a picture of him. Of course, the last time we saw a fresh picture of Archie was back in January when they'd moved to Canada and they had that lovely picture of him with the beanie on um, on the shores of Lake Vancouver. So, you know, several months now, five months since we've even seen Archie. So I very much hope next week we'll see a picture of him. But happy birthday to Princess Charlotte and um, what a joy she is. And I'm sure with her party planning grandparents on Kate's side, I'm sure she's done something special for her. <laughs> I totally agree. The the, the great thing about having um, the Middletons as your grandparents is that no occasion will go unmarked and they're at the forefront of any new developments in the party world. I imagine the Middletons have been run off their feet, don't you think? Because what they are, I mean, they're very uh, business savvy as a couple. In fact, Kate Pippa and James have all worked for their party planning company over the years at various times. I imagine that um, there's been a special delivery uh, to Animal Hall in Norfolk um, from the Middletons, especially for Charlotte's birthday. I don't think she'll be uh, she'll be short of fancy dress costumes and party hats and whistles and the like. I think um, I think they'll make sure of that. Exactly, and I think I recall did Kate mention that she always makes the birthday cake herself as well. Yes, she always makes a cake for her children. It's She loves uh, actually making food for all the family. I mean, despite the fact they've got plenty of staff to do that for them, she loves making a meal for William. I'd, I'd love to see a picture of one of her cakes one day. I wonder if she uses some, you know, those lovely party cookbooks and does what we all do, little trains and, and um, 
and koalas. Well, she wouldn't be doing a koala, would be she? But um, I wonder if it's like all of us here in Australia where we make a big deal of our children's birthday cakes. Certainly, I've enjoyed making many in the past. My pool party cake was particularly impressive. So. <laughs> And I know we were talking about lockdown in the UK earlier, but the Queen's actually made a special phone call to someone during lockdown, hasn't she? She has. So she made a phone call to the Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, um, the New Zealand Prime Minister. She gave them a few days' notice. Um, As Jacinda said, a few days ago we got a wee note to say that the Queen wanted to catch up and see how everyone in New Zealand was getting on in the midst of COVID-19. And then she went on to stay and both of them actually posted it. So um, the Prime Minister posted a picture of her speaking on her mobile phone with um, Her Majesty and and then um, Buckingham Palace posted a picture of the Queen meeting um, uh, Jacinda Ardern back in April 2018. And as um, as Jacinda said, she said it was such a treat to speak with Her Majesty tonight, her affection for New Zealand, her interest in what's happening here and her memory of places and events that are special to us never ceases to amaze me. I love the idea that, uh, you know, there she is tucked away, but at 94 she's still you know, has the that desire to get in touch with the Commonwealth, uh, Commonwealth countries to pick up the phone. So big question is, when's she going to ring ScoMo? Uh, yes, I was wondering that too. Yeah, I know. Better be in the next few days, otherwise he's going to feel very put out, isn't he? Anyway, I'm sure we'll hear about it before too long, bearing in mind that we're both, um, both countries are doing very well uh, in terms of responding to coronavirus. But what a lovely thing, you know, she's not sitting back there. I mean, well, she is. Of course, she's probably enjoying Netflix like the rest of us. But um, but I think it's lovely that she's, um, you know, that they've been so present during this, from the clapping for the carers to the messages, to the Queen's messages. I mean, they really have uh, imprinted themselves on not just their nation, but on, you know, the, the globe and internationally, their presence is felt like such a stabilising force, um, I think, Zoe. Yeah, it certainly has. And sort of moving on to Prince Charles, we know that he's paid tribute to someone very special in his life. I thought this was quite touching. Oh, I did too. And I, if you've watched The Crown, which I'm sure um, you have, Zoe, you'll remember that episode where he goes to Wales, being the Prince of Wales, and he was about to um, be invested as the Prince of Wales back in 1969. And in the lead up to that event, he went and spent a lot of time in Wales. Um, and he had a Welsh teacher called Dr. Edward Teddy Millward. Now, this character in in the uh, episode of The Crown was very stern, really saw Prince Charles as his uh, annoying, um, you know, sort of, um, it's like a student rather than anyone he looked up to. And it was a really roller coaster relationship between the 20-year-old prince and this fiercely patriotic Welshman. Um, and and, and their, their time together with, um, with uh, Dr. Millwood trying to teach Prince Charles about uh, all things Welsh. And anyway, he, he died recently uh, and Prince Charles has come out and said, I'm deeply saddened to hear of his death. I have very fond memories of my time in Aberystwyth with, with Dr. Millwood over 51 years ago. While I'm afraid I might not have been the best student, I learned an immense amount from him about the Welsh language and about the history of Wales. After all these years, I'm forever grateful to him for helping foster my deep and abiding love for Wales, her people and her culture. I send my most heartfelt sympathy to his family. 
Now, uh, it's just, I think it's lovely. In fact, the actors who um, played Prince Charles and uh, Dr. Millwood have also come out and paid tribute to this this incredibly proud and patriotic man. So lovely that, you know, that life goes on and, and, and you know, deaths non-related to coronavirus keep occurring. But um, I think it's gorgeous that, that Charles has those memories of that time. And, of course, William and Harry um, are very fond of Wales. They've both um, been involved in uh, Welsh rugby. Um, I can't remember which one of them's the patron of, of Welsh rugby and the other's the patron of English rugby and, and I'd have to check which is which but yes they're very involved with both nation uh, with with the Welsh nation um, because of course you know they bear that they will they will bear that title the Prince of Wales um, that will be the title that uh, William takes on when of course Charles becomes king. And just finally before we let you all go uh, Camilla has a new role and it fits neatly with one of her hobbies. That's right, and it's not that far from your hobby. <laughs> I thought jazzercise went out in the 1980s. What are you doing doing jazzercise? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I just came across it on the internet searching for exercise videos, and it was so much fun. I just kept going. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm going to give that a try. Is it, is it like <laughs> work? Do you have to be coordinated? Um, I don't know if I'm doing it quite as well as the people on the TV, but I do my best. <laughs> Well done. Hey, well, look, um, the, Camilla is not doing jazzercise, but she is doing ballet. And look, this has um, come up this week because Camilla was made uh, vice patron of the Royal Academy of Dance in England. Uh, she's taken on this role and uh, she has been doing uh, ballet classes for 18 months. She's, she does these silver swan classes with a group of friends. Um, she says that they help improve mobility, posture, coordination and energy levels. I don't think she swans around in a tutu, Zoe, but <laughs> like her. And she said, I do a combination of a bit of silver swans and a bit of Pilates and a lot of walking, which I love. We've all got to keep active. If we don't, we'll seize up and won't be able to get out of bed in the morning. So I love the thought of her being up at Burke Hall and um, putting on a, you know, lycra pants and some lovely music and, and sort of uh, swan laking around one of those many rooms at Burke Hall. You have to wonder if Prince Charles is, you know, sitting in an armchair watching her, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Better things to do. Anyway, how cool. I've never thought of doing ballet at an older age, but really great that she's doing that. And she's, um, she said, um, I love the way she said, uh, this is Camilla, I got a group of ancient friends together and there's four of us sort of clatter around. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's not doing it with her friends at the moment but um but you have to wonder whether she's doing uh remote lessons you can only hope so yes exactly well good on her for still doing something well thank you so much for joining us today Ange. thanks zoe and thank you to everyone for listening for more on the royals please go to newidea.com.au or our facebook page new idea royals and of course don't forget to pick up the latest copy of new idea royals monthly on sale now planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.